This is One in 36, a presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. One in 36 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And I'm talking today with Amy Smith, the director of the Dover Library. And uh, she's going to tell us all about things going on at the library and specifically a really cool program uh, called All Abilities. Um, good morning, Amy, and thank you for being on the show. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. Anytime I hear of, uh, uh, the next, um, the next opportunity for accessibility and inclusivity, um, especially when it comes to community type of, um, activities and locations, especially as we're going into some cooler weather, maybe wanting to look for indoor activities, I get really excited. Um, that combined with an old passion of mine when I was a little girl, I, desperately wanted to become a librarian. I thought it would be the coolest job ever. It is the coolest job. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, so I'm looking forward to hearing about what you do and your background, and then we'll get into all abilities. And if we can start there, that'd be great. Why don't you tell us a little sure. bit about yourself? So um, being a librarian, a public librarian, is not my first career path. Um, I was a historian, um, and then I worked in a um, pediatric emergency room for a while. Oh. Um, Basically, I, you know, kept changing careers because I wanted to be able to help people more um, and have more direct contact with folks who might need something that I could provide. Um, and the beautiful thing about a public library is that, you know, our mission um, in public libraries is to connect people with the resources and information they need. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's a book, which is what people usually think of. Um, sometimes it's a pass to the state park. Um, sometimes it's a free program that gives you an opportunity to try something new or meet some new people. Um, so, uh, as we were just saying this morning in All Abilities Adults, um, one of the, um, participants observed, it's never boring here. And uh, <laughs> that sums up being a public librarian. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and um, what a great compliment. That's a great uh, thing. Yes, I know. Right? I was, I took it as one too. <laughs> so, um, the All Abilities Pro is sort of an umbrella. Um, it started, so I was a, a clerk, a circulation clerk. So I was a person in a different library um, who checked books in and out, talked to people, signed them up for things, all that sort of stuff. And every Friday, um, there was a man, Michael, um, who was an OT, and he would bring in Patrick and Vincent um, and um, and Paul. And they would, one of them wanted books about wrestling, one of them wanted to check out music. Um, and we would have a conversation every Friday. Um, so finally one day I said to them, Hey, if we had a special program, would you guys come? And they were like, absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's how all abilities adults got its start. Um, they were really interested in firefighters. So we had a volunteer fireman come with his full kit and they got to try stuff on, ask questions. Um, we did, uh, you know, all different kinds of projects together. Um, and it just, it just started by a conversation. Um, and a friendship, basically a relationship. Um, and from there, um, I started doing some programs for kids, All Abilities um, Kids. We did a story time program, a music and movement program on weekends. Um, and then I also had an All Abilities um teen volunteers program. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So actually there was a group that would come from Anderson. This was before COVID. And there was um, a class that would come from Devereaux um, and they would come, they came on different days, but they worked together um, volunteering for the library. Um, and that sort of evolved into an all abilities teens group. 
So we would do science together. We would do, you know, art projects. Um, and then um, it just kept building. It's one of those things, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's in, you know, public programs. It's an if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about the All Abilities programs is that we started to see these families at other programs, at community concerts that we had or, you know, magic shows or big events because they knew that they wouldn't be judged. They knew right. they'd be welcome. They knew that, you know, if I were there, their kid at least knew one person. And um, and that's inclusion. Like, that's really... Yeah, I was going to say, that's a huge... That's a big difference between coming to a program that is specifically designed to welcome and support families and, and individuals with um, neurodivergencies and other special needs, where you kind of... Somebody was just talking to me about this, and I can't remember. It might have been around our autism supportive programs, but there there is a line... Yeah. that you want to cross, right? When you're developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Program, Absolutely. Which goes be like, you go from the sense of, I know because I'm being told that this is for me or open to me, mm-hmm. you cross that line and it's a beautiful moment where it's like, and now I can go to anything. Exactly. And, and I think you've hit the nail on the head in a lot of ways that, that it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a comfortable space. It's a welcoming familiar space, but also that if you're there, there's at least one person that they're going to know and connect with. And, um, but then since they're also coming to these programs with other people, they're probably knowing more than, than just you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do want to, can, can, yeah, can I just go back? I just want to uh-huh. touch base on um, one thing that you said in your intro uh, about your mission, the library mm-hmm. system's mission, because I loved it. And I just think it bears repeating. Um, there are a tremendous number of people, myself included, who think of libraries that we think of books. Um, <laughs> but actually, I do. Th- you mentioned just a couple of other things, you know, music, uh, passes to um, to to state parks. Mm-hmm. Um I remember going to the library with my parents when I was younger and, you know, references and resources and newspapers yeah. and um, nobody reads the newspaper anymore. But, you know, you probably mm-hmm. have them there if you're interested. You um, it's a very cool experience <laughs> for those of you who maybe never have. Um, and um, but also what I've noticed um, both in in the work you're doing, but th- really throughout the at least the Hudson Valley in terms of the library system is that it's become a a community center of sorts. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. There's so much the library. I live in Rhinebeck and there's a library here where it, yep. there's so many activities. There's, there's art shows. Like you said, there's concerts out on the yep. lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really is not just story time and book clubs. No. And it makes perfect yeah. sense. that this. And truthfully, a- you know, when I was talking about connecting people to the resources they need, sometimes mm-hmm. the resource people need is community, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the things that I learned in the beginning from the all abilities adults program, that I, you know, I, I've only been in Dover since June. This is the first thing that I started. Um, the first week of July, I was like, okay, let's go. Um, is that when you are an adult um, and you may live in a, a lot of the participants live in a group home um, and they come with a day hab. Yeah. So you're seeing the same people mm-hmm. every day, right? And you don't have a lot of agency over seeing different folks. And you don't necessarily realize that. I didn't realize that and still until I started seeing people meet each other and mm-hmm. they would not have met each other were it not for the library. And what that means is it's just like for anybody, it's a new audience for your favorite stories, your favorite jokes. Um, it's new people to bond with or connect with over a sports team or whatever. It's not different really. Right. No. Um, 
And truly, like our programs were called All Abilities. It happened a lot more with the children's programs, but it wasn't it. The way I always describe it is the programs were designed to center the needs of folks with uh, intellectual, cognitive or developmental disabilities, but it didn't exclude anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in music and movement in um, in story time, there were all kinds of kids, but it centered different needs. And one of the things that I think was really important is you need to offer those programs that center the needs Um, Even if it means that the adult group, for example, there weren't other adults coming because that's how you build, become a trustworthy ally, basically, Mm -hmm. Um, to show that you get it, to show that you care, to make a space safe. Um, And that's where you get, like you were talking about crossing over that line. That's where you get the legitimacy to be sort of promoting the inclusion. Yeah. Um, You're not just saying, oh, anyone could come. We would never, you know, exclude someone. It's very different to not exclude than to include. Um, Ooh, I love what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I feel extremely strongly about. Um, And um, yeah, so anyway, a lot of the adult programming, it's about socializing. It's talking to people, practicing conversation. I mean, all of us, especially post-COVID, right? I don't know anyone who didn't need to practice conversations. Yeah, exactly. Ongoing. Oh, yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. I, uh, I, Dana Hopkins, when she suggested that we get in touch with you, she said that uh, she told us that she wished she could clone you. And I'm starting to understand why. Um, well, really, because because while we're seeing these this movement, um, this type of activity and, and growth and, and um, focus on inclusion and accessibility in a lot of different areas, the need is still great. There's still there's a lot more. There's still not enough. There's yeah. um, and so while we can't clone you, hopefully listening to this, this interview today, there might be some people who recognize that these are some things that can happen in their communities as well. With, um, there is with some- definitely among public librarians, there is definitely interest in developing this. So in 2020, the end of February, 2020, um, I gave a, a presentation, a conference presentation at the public library association's national conference to 750 people. And it was just about how to do all abilities programs. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to interrupt you and yeah, yeah, apologize, please. but we're, we're low on time for the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. It would be on. a great way to, uh, the great thing to focus on um, in the second half of the interview mm-hmm. is how does one go that about doing this? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to ask you to, to give us some specific example of how you center the needs of people in yes. those programs. Yes. Um, so let's jump into that in the second half. But Amy Smith, this is a great conversation about... Um, the, the Dover Library that where you are the director, but also um, the All Abilities programs that you run and are hoping to see more of. This is 1 in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you hear? Cool. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, oak tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, turtle. 
Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel, has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And now, 1 in 36 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozinski, and uh, I'm speaking today with Amy Smith. Sorry about the delay there. I'm speaking with Amy Smith, who is the director of the Dover Library, and we're talking about your background and kind of how you got to where you've gotten um, by way of historian uh, working in the pediatric (laughs) Pediatric Obviously, yeah, I think. But it's me. Well, I think it's, uh, it's. It's a testament to obviously you've always had a passion for helping people. Um, and maybe you just worked your way to where you are today, um, you know, on that path, which is certainly a good path helping people along the way. Um, so we were just talking about the all abilities programs. You've got all abilities kids, all abilities adults, all abilities teen volunteers, music movement, story time, lots of it sounds like it's still kind of evolving. Um, yeah. At the library that I was at before is where I um, developed, and we had a whole constellation. We actually developed a vocational program. Okay. Where people got paid training in a lot of the basic tasks of library work are basic office skills. Um, and so um, we had an adult program, and then we also had a summer program for teenagers as well. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I, yeah. I um... And the teen group was great, too, because, I mean, this is just an example of another. We were talking about inclusion before the break, how you do it. So um, the teen group would also host community events. So we had a kickball game at a local park, right? That was, And they were the hosts. So mm-hmm. it's like, how can you offer something to the community that that um, that is of interest? Anyway, it it's um, it works very well that way too. Great. So well, I, I want to hear more how- about that. I want to go back to one of the things that you said a few minutes ago uh, when you were describing, which I thought was a really good distinction, a really important one: the difference between um, not excluding versus including, and it really is the difference between between sort of a, a more laid back. Um, reactive way of doing things which would be well we're not going to exclude anybody versus i'm going to actively seek out opportunities to include everyone so so your model is an inclusive one i think that's really a healthy way to go about things um but you talked about centering the needs of of people with um intellectual uh developmental and and other disabilities yeah give us maybe one or two examples more specifically about how you do that what what does that look like in the the program 
Um, so it's a little, it's a little tricky. So as a public library, I don't ask diagnoses. I don't ask any of that, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's frankly, it's none of my business. So I sort of chart this middle space. And then as you learn group dynamics, you can adjust it accordingly. So as an example, if we're doing some kind of, um, science project or craft project, um, to prepare for it first, I make a little basket for each participant that has exactly what they'll need so that everyone has their tools, everyone has their supplies. And then there, it, it takes care of a lot of anxiety that someone might have over how am I going to get what I need? Um, it also makes directions very easy. Um, so look in your basket, find the X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is how do I give instruction? So in a typical um, program, I might just give oral instruction. In an all abilities program, I would never give just oral instruction. Um, so I will write, I'll use a whiteboard, write the steps as we do it, and then also talk. And then also I show one first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just sort of breaking things down and making sure that I am always conveying information in multiple modalities. Sort of mm-hmm. when I do an all ability story time, um, sometimes I do it with another person um, and sometimes it's just me. So I'll read a page and then I will um, use a felt board and act it out, same page, and then turn a page, etc. So that the information is conveyed in a variety of ways. You mm-hmm. learn by doing, you know, this is learning by doing um, and being willing to make a mistake is key because if you make a mistake, you apologize and you fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how I learned that glue sticks are not necessarily, they look a lot like something you might want to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I switched us over to double-sided tape for some things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, um, you figure it, you figure it out. The other yeah. thing that I would say is that nobody comes without an aide or a family member or a teacher or something. Um, and those people know the people they bring better than I ever will. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the person and their aide are telling me something, that's, that's it. Like if that's what they need, that's what they get. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is about your space. So especially the younger the group, the more I do this, but um, I will put away all the things that are uh, a lot of extra stimulation, Okay. Um, especially when it's a new program or I have a new class coming or something like that. So um, in a program room, uh, any supplies we're not immediately using, put them away. You know, if if there's uh, any loose anything, put it away. So mm-hmm. that basically when you're coming into the room, it's almost a blank space. Okay. Uh, also thinking about lighting and thinking about the, the noise in a room, the temperature of the room. We do actually think about those things when yeah. we're doing a program aimed at neurotypicals. We just don't realize we do, you know? Um, and so just putting some thought. And I will say this, you know, one of the things about public library programs is they're all free. Mm-hmm. And that's really important um, for families, for programs. Like ev- care is expensive. They're right. expensive. That's not what libraries are offering. Libraries are offering some fun. Yeah. Um, and community and free. connection to community, like you said before. Yeah. So you just, uh, it's a great, it's a great segue into just how do people find out the schedule? Do, is there mm-hmm. a website that they should go to, to find out when these programs are available? Um, where would so, you go? Look, first thing to do is look at your local library and the, uh, most, well, we're part of the Mid Hudson Library System. So is Rhinebeck where you are? All libraries in Dutchess County, for example, are part of that system. Most, I think, all of Ulster County as well. Um, so look at your lo- local library's calendar 
Um, and then if if you don't see something there, the Think Differently website lists a lot of this stuff. I will say that um, right now I am working with um, four other libraries so that every day of the week, Monday through Friday, this is our goal by January, there will be an All Abilities Adults Hour every day of the week because if you miss it one day because you have an appointment or who knows, um, being able to go another day is important too. And also know that like even if there isn't a program, um, your public library, it's yours, you know, and um, you can go, you can say to them, hey, you know, we'd love a program on X. We'll help, yeah. uh, you know, um, and yeah, one of the things that when I do um, talks to librarians, one of the things I really emphasize is you don't need special training to do an all abilities program. You need to be willing to be corrected um, mm -hmm. and you need to just try. I mean, like, I, we don't get special training in every single population our programs are for. And it's recreation, like, like right. multi-library programs. I think uh, that's great. Um, and just as a reminder to our listeners, remember, this is coming through your li local library system. So this is a free mm -hmm. program. Um, I, I think you you nailed it when you said so many families are reeling from how expensive various other things that they're facing yeah. are. Um, and also just the stress of maybe your child, your loved one is getting to be a, a later teen and is um, mm -hmm. growing out of their uh, school program and maybe camp programs. Maybe you're wondering what else is there um, in terms of structuring community support um, as an as a young adult. And so here are some great opportunities. So remember that. Check your local libraries. Most of them have websites with calendars on them. I do agree with you. Um, the Think Differently website and getting in touch with Dana Hopkins or her team at the county, if you're in Dutchess County, is wealth of information there in terms of um, opportunities. But you, you did mention also, um, and we only have a couple minutes left, Amy, but you speak to librarians. Um, sometimes you speak to large groups, hundreds of librarians about yeah. <laughs> uh, these opportunities without getting too detailed. What is the overwhelming or general response when you're speaking about? It's incredibly popular, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, partly I have done some where where people are required to be there. Um, the ones where hundreds of people, it's it's people choose to come, you know, mm -hmm. but mostly what people want is to hear that they can do it. They mm -hmm. want some encouragement because they already have an idea or they've seen a group that comes every week to their library too. And they just want to know that trying is a good thing. Great. Um, and they I'm assuming that you tell them it is. <laughs> of course. Yes. Um, I always t say like, you know, if you don't fail sometimes, then you're, you know, you're not really trying anything different. Yeah. Uh, so well, I, we're, we're almost out of time. Amy, I just want to thank you for, um, not just your time and being on the podcast today, but honestly, your, your enthusiasm, your engagement. Um, I, I think, um, again, having just, I, as a child, um, and, and a young adult, I had just, wonderful experiences at my libraries all the time. Um, it was just, it's a, it always felt like a comfortable, welcoming space. Um, and people don't believe it. But when I was younger, I was shy. I didn't, you know, love talking. <laughs> I didn't talk very much when I was younger. But the library was just a place. I love to read, but I also just love the smell. I love the sensory experience. I love the, the tone of voice of my local librarian because it yeah. was always kind and knowledgeable and um, it just always felt like a good place to go. And so it, as a, you're reminding me that while at Anderson, we spend a lot of time developing programs and 
being responsive to need, that there are a lot of places in all everybody's communities that are accessible and are waiting, you know, for somebody like you said to come in and say, hey, I have an idea or, you know, my child loves coming here and could we do this one day or how can we partner? So I think it's just nice to hear that reinforced for me. Um so check out your local libraries yeah, definitely programs <laughs> and um and you should find one if you're in our listening area and if you don't have one at your local library ask them about it yeah maybe it'll be the inspiration or, you know, they need come to dover <laughs> come to dover library, <laughs> library so yeah <laughs> thank you amy smith director of dover library thank you so much for being on the show this is thank 136 you. the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder i'm your host eliza bozenski and remember anderson cares You've been listening to One in 36, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join them for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.